0: back to gem's podcast I'm the host and founder Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp and my guests with me today are Jason and Tina Marie so we definitely have a powerful couple but here's a bit about Jason and Tina Marie Scott they're the hosts of the weekly podcast Loving Beyond the I do Jason and Tina Marie are committed to building stronger marriages mentally physically, financially, and spiritually, their goal is to emphasize the importance of building a strong community of remarkable couples who are succeeding in tackling life's demands and issues in marriage. They use knowledge and experience to provide tools, techniques, and hands-on approach for working together. Let me say that again, y'all. Working together to find solutions that will establish healthy, happy, and unbreakable bonds in relationships. And today we're gonna to look at marriage, relationships, and self development, because all three of those work together to create those lasting synergies. So without further ado, please welcome Jason and Tina Marie to Gem's podcast. Well, thank you for
1: having us. us. We really appreciate it. So excited. Thank you so much, Genesis. Thank
0: you. My pleasure. And since I have both of y'all here, y'all are going to talk collaboratively to figure out which icebreaker you want to share. Do you want to share something crazy that y'all done together in marriage or a fun and interesting fact on how y'all
2: met? How about the fun and interesting fact on how we met?
1: Yep, that was perfect.
2: Yes, yeah. yes. So, um, we're just crazy anyway. But, one yes. of the fun facts is that the night we met, um, I was there with my girlfriend and mm-hmm. he came with his male friend. Yes, but I didn't know he was coming. I was coming over to keep my girlfriend company until he arrived because she said she was going out on a date. Yes, I didn't know he was bringing a friend along. But the crazy thing about it is that. I hated his friend once I met him. Mm -hmm. And my girlfriend hated Jason once she met him. So it was the first time, you know, all of us had really met each other and sat down and talked. And I was like, oh my God, he, his friend was just obnoxious. He was just, oh, I I really didn't like him. And then uh, as Jason and I began to talk, just, you know, we kind of just talking casually. He ended up painting my fingernails that night. How odd is that? Hey,
1: I won. That's all I can say.
2: <laughs> so he's like, oh, you have such beautiful eyes. And then I started polishing my nails because I really wasn't interested in either one of them. Yep. And he was like, oh, would you like for me to do that for you? And his friend was like, what are you doing?
1: He's like, dude, get up off. you. Get up, man. What are you doing? I'm like, man, I, I was raised with sisters, dude. I got discovered.
2: So we ended up uh, he had just broken up with his girlfriend. hmm a very bad heartbreak yeah. and we spent the whole night just talking about his girlfriend yep. and I was on my way off to college. Yep. So, you know, neither one of us was really looking for a relationship, but we uh, ended up, we ended up becoming friends, friends. really good friends. Yep. And it just, uh, and you know, evolved from there.
1: Yeah. Okay. So on the other side of the story, <laughs> <From> his,
2: <laughs> in his perspective, right. Right.
1: So my friend goes, hey, man, I'm taking a young lady out. You want to go with me? I'm like, yeah, cool. I mean, like I was like, man, I really want to go. over there. he's oh man, of friends over there, man. Let's go. I'm like, oh, OK. He said, oh, but she said that she wouldn't like you. I said, oh, yeah, I'm going. So I came with a little chip on my shoulder because she didn't like me. She wasn't going to like me anyway.
2: So he said, I guess he told my girlfriend he was going to bring a friend.
1: Right. And, 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 and she had I didn't met know until pre-
2: later after Jason told me that my friend had said, oh, she's not going to be interested in your friend because She's a head turner. Right. So and I said, oh, like, okay.
1: Oh, I said, all right. Yeah, I'm going to come in here with a little attitude, right? <laughs> so I come in there real sassy, right? No, he didn't. He
2: still, he, he was mm, old Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yep, that's why she didn't like me. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, so I went in and I came out with, you know, with with the girl. So I put on my Superman cape. I did my thing and, and then swept off the feet.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Over here looking at Jason like oh okay so you did your superman thing and swept miss tina marie off her feet but she didn't like you from the get-go she just let you paint her fingernails but she grew to like you and now grew to love you no no no.
2: i liked him in the beginning i didn't like his friend oh okay Right. right and so my girlfriend didn't like him right and i didn't like his friend so it was like the reverse right
1: so, so it, was a, it was a little hostility going on in the house. No yeah, one that likes their.
2: No. Yeah, we were all. And then Jason decided to talk about my uh, girlfriend's Kool Aid. Who <laughs> can't make Kool Aid? Yeah. So it was it was quite a fun, exciting, uh, yeah, intense night. Yeah,
1: it was. <laughs> it was
0: interesting. So are y'all all four still friends today? Yes,
2: yes. we are. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was his really good friend, yeah. and that was my really good friend, and. We are still really good friends. Actually, he was
1: one of my best men in, in our wedding. So, yes.
2: Yes. Yes. Oh, nice. Did they ever grow to like each other? No, they were, no, they were no. two separate people. No. Yeah, he, no, he was too arrogant. No, yeah. but she ended up, you know, getting married to someone else. So. Yeah, that still we fell were apart. we all really friends. He's not married today, but yeah. he's still a really, really good friend. Yep. Our kids call him uncle. So, yeah
0: nice so now let's um before we dive into marriage and relationships because we already spilled the tea on how y'all met and how the love started um out of a you know blind date quote unquote (laughs) right. 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 they (laughs) set me up i didn't know he was bringing a friend but yeah (laughs) so is there a reason why jason you're wearing the shirt that you're wearing and then uh, tina is wearing hers
2: yeah. Well, what do you mean?
1: Well, it's it's both ours. Um, we're in it to win it because that's what what, what and, we represent. And, and down here it says Loving, Loving
2: Beyond, Beyond, Beyond the I Do, do podcast. And okay. mine is just Loving Beyond the I Do podcast. And what we do is we're taking marriages off cruise control.
1: So we have so lots
2: of times once we get married and things get comfortable, we hit the cruise button and we don't realize that we've actually hit the cruise button and we stop navigating our marriages, right? So when we eat, like, for instance, Jason and I, right? When you meet someone and you get to know them and you start dating them, you make it your goal to find out what they like, what they dislike. You you kind of um, go that extra mile in making sure that they like you, that you guys spend time together, that you're doing all the things that make a relationship bloom. And then once you get the girl or Hmm. you get the guy and you get married and sometimes not even married, right? You just get the girl, you get the guy, you really get comfortable and you stop doing those things. It's not intentional, but because like, you you know, you said that you're pregnant, right? No one ever told you that it was going to be uncomfortable. That's kind of how it is in marriage. No one kind of tells you what happens after you say, I do. So it's sort of like we get comfortable and we don't realize we've gotten comfortable. And then you look up one day and you're arguing over things that you didn't used to argue about, or mm-hmm. you're finding out you, that you really don't like that person or that they irritate you or the things that you used it's to love alike. about them.
1: Now it irritates you. Yeah. Or,
2: or that you've grown apart instead mm-hmm. of together. And it's because no one ever tells us the things that we need to do to continue that same relationship down the road years and years and years to come.
1: And we always have to remind ourselves that we're in it to win it. We didn't just get married just to have a big wedding and a and a big reception. No, we got in it because we love one another and because we want to grow and to, and to you know, to make this relationship, the best as it can possibly be. So we're in it to win it. Not when things get rough, well, we, we may you not bail be. out. Right. right.
0: Absolutely. And I think from a millennial perspective, I like hearing from both of you all the wisdom there, because I see a lot of people in my age group who get married, like my mom calls it, you get married on a Friday, a divorce on a Sunday, and they're not staying like the 30 years like her and my dad, where till debt do you apart, like, you know, they were married for 30 years up until, you know, losing my dad in November of 2020. And marriage, you're not always going to have those good days, just like you're not always going to have those bad days. But I tell people from my perspective is you have to remember why you fell in love with that person. And one of the best advices that I heard was, date your spouse every day you should be falling in love with your spouse every day and if my husband were here uh, with me he would say oh she forced me to marry her when I said no 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 I didn't force you I just I just gave you some boundaries and some standards I said by year three, you should know what you want to do because I said the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, year three, I already test, drive, test drove the car. I like the car. I want to buy the car. So now are you going to secure the car and put that down payment down? If not, I'm going to you know, exit stage left or stage right and move That's on. Right. And I feel like we have to have some type of boundaries in the relationship, but the boundaries should be respectful boundaries for both both people involved. And I feel like sometimes people get marriages confused for what they see on social media, and what the world is trying to um, paint a picture of. So can you talk about some of the um, marriage issues that that you all have seen or witnessed or that comes up in your podcast? And how can we get over that hurdle?
2: So let me let me start by saying, going back to what you said, your mom said you get married on Friday and divorced on Sunday, right? Because you come (laughs) up with up against issues. And the thing is that one of the biggest misconceptions is that once you get married, all your problems are going to disappear. So we why is it that when we're single, we can we can face challenges. We can you know, we have issues and problems. We don't we don't think about leaving ourselves. We just work through it, right? right. But when we get in, in a relationship with someone else or we get married with someone else, we feel as though, okay, we have this issue. So now I don't have to face it. I can just get divorced and leave. Why? Why do people so one of the biggest misconceptions is that once you get married, your all of your problems and issues disappear. You have two separate individuals
0: mm-hmm. who have
2: two separate ways of doing things, their yeah. own ideas, their own identity, their own background, their own upbringing. And you have to blend that. And so we have to get into a realization that we have to learn how to um, blend your Weaknesses and your strengths with my weaknesses and my strengths, so that we can have a really powerful relationship. Not that we're willing to, oh, you have the problem, not me, so that I'm gone. So that that would be one.
1: The other one is understanding the baggage that you're bringing to the relationship. A lot of people don't understand that. It's like, oh, that relationship, I'm done with. No, but you're bringing those past hurts. And then when you come over here, and, you know, like you said, You get married on Friday and it's over on Sunday is because once that issue comes up, you go back to that time and you go, oh, there we go again. I know where this is going to end. She's going to do this, this and this and I'm out of here before that happens. Yeah, because you never address what you needed to address. So once you bring your baggage to the relationship, and yes, everyone, everyone has baggage that they're bringing to the relationship, whether you realize it or not.
2: Whether it's in relationships with your your ex, whether it's in a relationship with your parents, yes. whether it's in a relationship with your coworkers, we all um, establish who we are from all of the experiences that we go through up into the, the time we meet our mate. Exactly. So it's, it's any past hurt, right? right? It's right. not just... People yeah, because if you
1: don't, if you don't, if you have family hurt that you haven't dealt with, whether it be a relationship with a father or a mother, then that's going to f- affect your relationship, how you interact, and how, what roles you play. It's just, it's, it's on and on and on, but you have to understand who you are and and, and stand on that.
2: So I know um, lots of times women who date men who may be a mama's boy, right? Um they have issues with that because they feel as though, you know, you're too close to your mom or whatever the issue may be. But if you have a good relationship with your mom, and your dad, and you understand that, or even with either parent, you understand the importance of a parent that should never get in the way of your relationship with your mate. You should always support family. And um, I know Jason was a mama's boy, he's I the sure youngest, was. yes, he's the youngest, and he's the only boy. Yes. So you know, of course, and now that I have boys, I understood. You know, now what i understand, mom, right, what,
1: what, what mom was saying
2: <laughs> because you only want the best for your daughter, but especially your son, your yeah. only son. So um just being able to understand that all of the relationships of our past play a very powerful role in how we deal with marriage. If Um, if I had a dad that wasn't there or abandoned me, I may bring those issues into my marriage, you know, putting things that hurt me in the past on Jason and expectations that he has no idea or aware of because of my relationship with my dad. So we have to, you know, look at our whole life and how it plays um, a part in our marriage and our relationships right now.
1: Right. And we can go on and on. I mean, like we can talk about, you know, financially, um having issues. Things, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, we already yeah. know about conversations, so that's a whole nother issue as Just as well.
2: Expectations, right. expectations that we have going into marriage that our mate has no idea of. Or yeah, so right. we don't discuss, right? right? You have you have your idea of what marriage was, right? Yeah. And your husband has his idea of what he thinks marriage. Most men think once I get married, I'm gonna have sex all the time. Yep,
1: yep. Right? Yep. That's what most that's men much, think. Yep. And women
2: think once I get married, I have my my prince, my you know what prince charming Nine, yep. and Nine shining to armor, yep. i'm just gonna always be happy and we don't discuss those things that really make us happy so when things start getting when 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 things are not when your reality hits your fantasy you're like wait a minute what is this right absolutely
0: and so. Y'all both brought up very valid points because um, Jason was just about to talk about the financial piece. And I was going to talk about whenever you are taking two individuals and you're merging them together to be one and really create that union, some of those baggages, and I'm putting this in context for the listeners and viewers, could be mental ba- mental ba- baggage and bondage, um, the mindsets that you're bringing into the relationship, financials, like for example, when I married my husband, I had over $40,000 of debt in student loans. And that's that's a hard conversation because how do you tell
2: somebody, "Oh yeah, oh, by the way, them that? you told him that before you got married?" Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah,
1: we yeah, had someone I who think... uh we had someone <laughs> who Okay.
2: Cause, so and
0: and I mean like I thought that was hard but whenever I looked at some of my girlfriends who had six figures and I was like oh 40 a little over 40 that's not as bad as six figures and then um the fact that I already had a home you know that was a big that was a big thing because it's like okay where do we live and I'm like well I'm not giving up my house you know right. I Right. And so just trying to convince your husband who is, should be the head of the household to move into your place where later on you could get something together that could also, you know, stunt a man's ego. And then also with me being first generation American, my dad was South American. My mom is crazy. It's a different culture versus someone who is truly black American. You see things different and yes. then you, you think about spirituality piece. So, you know, his dad and stepmom were Jehovah's Witness. And I was like, oh no, no ham, no cheese, no turkey. I'm not going to that cult. And I was apostolic, you know, apostolic non-denominational where we believe the fivefold ministries and just different stuff like that. And I feel like that also plays in a factor as well. But one thing that really helped solidify my husband and I walking out this journey because it is a journey was going to premarital um, classes. And at first, I thought it was going to be like three weeks, but then when he said 12 weeks, I was like, Hold up, school, like 12 weeks. And uh, I was like, That's a long time, yes, that's a long subscribe. time, right? But, but he, the, go
2: ahead, no.
0: No, but the one thing that I learned out of those 12 weeks was questions that I would have never thought to ask my husband. And just bringing those questions up made it a lot easier as we were walking into marriage. Because before we even um, got married, he broke up with me four times because he's like, you're a bossy. I come from a male dominated industry. My background is oil and gas. So it's like, I could have a man a dime a dozen. So like, I'm an independent woman. But then I had to realize I can't think that way. And i was like, man, you know what? I think Steve Harvey set said, said some of uh, um, us women up for, for failure after that book came out. Think like a lady, uh-huh. act like a man. Cause I was like, nope, nope, nope. I'm not no chirp, chirp girl. I'm not no sports fish. I'm not this, I'm not that. And I felt like it was painting an illusion and how many women fell into that trap of that book and then when the movie came out. And I feel like there's so many um, layers that you have to look at whenever you are getting to walk into a union because it's not something that should be taken lightly and you have to be mentally prepared, but you have to realize that your flaws aren't going to be his flaws. His flaws aren't going to be yours. But what can you do to show the commonality and bridge the gap so you could do life together as a partnership? Not that one is bossier than over another, because if so, it's not going to work. And I'm not no marriage expert, but I'm just telling you what I have learned and seen. And now getting ready to
2: walk into motherhood when kids come, oh, Jesus, it's another, another big chapter. And the thing is that there are going to be times when you need to be the boss and there are going to be times when he needs to be the boss and it's not the boss, but it's who's going to take the lead Lead, because like I said before, um, we each have our own individual strengths. And so if it's something that i'm stronger in i'm not going to say jason's not going to say because he's a man oh i should handle this right, right? he's going to say if we want the best outcome for us then you need to you need to handle this or you mm-hmm. need to take lead right? right and so it's not of one's in front of the other it's we're equally uh, approaching this but i'm i'm going to be the more dominant one in it so that we can handle it together right so that's what we have to understand there's times when he takes the lead when i know i'm out of my lane mm-hmm. and 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 i take the lead when he know he's out of his lane
1: right and right? i have no right and the thing about it is i don't have a problem with and saying we're
2: that. With that right we're, we don't have a problem and that's that's where in marriages and relationships we have to understand that um if you are secure in your relationship mm-hmm. and you're secure in yourself and your abilities and you love yourself enough, then you won't be insecure when it comes for someone in the relationship, doing the best for the relationship. We don't, we're not against each other. We're all, if we have the same goals and the same aspirations, then we're moving in the same direction. Now, when we're competing with one another, that's, that's where when we get issue. the friction. And part of our podcast is to help couples and people understand that, um, Things that we that that we never talk about from generation to generation. I'm sure you know we all have parents that may have been married for a long time or even relatives, but no one talks about the ins and outs of marriage. So that's <laughs> yeah. why we're here. We're trying to break down all of those misconceptions, those that under that misunderstandings, all of those those false things that you know falsehoods that are not about marriage. You know we are not in competition with each other. When you find someone who um, who compliments you, mm-hmm. that it makes your marriage that much more powerful instead of saying she's a strong, bossy woman. We should look at it as, well, I know if, if there's ever an issue, we can both handle it. And if she needs to, she's capable, right? Or if I'm saying, well, I know, you know, if we ever come up on something and I can't handle it, I know Jason will be able to take the lead and handle it. That's how we have to look at marriage is that, Every uniqueness that we have together, it's double. Right. Right. So we have to stop competing with one another, complement each other and make our strengths and weaknesses. Even together, we can do more. Right. We're a team.
1: Right. And together, we don't have-
2: everyone accomplishes more.
1: Right. And then we don't really have gender roles. I mean, it's like it's not like this is your responsibility because you're a male that you need to do this. Or you are female. You do right. that. Right. It's wherever we can get in and help the household out. So you know, if you' better at doing this, you do it. Like Tina, I paint. she does all the painting,
2: all the painting, all the
1: painting. All the. I uh, grew. Up, I grew up in the hood uh, in in Chicago. We didn't paint. He yeah. lived
2: in an apartment. So and I lived, and I lived in a house. So of all
1: girls. So they had to fix.
2: So I didn't know when we got married. I didn't know when we got married. We I had to paint.
1: jackpot on, on that. So, so, but I had to learn, right? But, so. But,
2: I didn't garden and Jason likes to garden. Right. So I, <laughs> I mean, I have the
1: outside of the house look nice and then the inside of the house look nice.
2: So yeah. I have, I do not have green thumbs, literally oh, yeah. everything I get dies. And so it is just, you know, people think, oh, women like to garden. Men like mm-hmm. to garden, too. Yeah. And I love the way flowers look. So when he plants the flowers in the spring and they bloom in the summer, oh, my God, it looks so beautiful. But when people come to our home and the paint is nice and the hardwood floors look good, it's because of Tina. So we all have, yeah. there is no particular role. And each person is different. Some men and some women grow up with this uh this perception. Man though, needs to do this. this is what a man needs to do. This is what a woman needs to do. And we do have roles, uh, biblically, like, you know, what a woman should do and things of those, na- that nature of what a man should do. But as far as, um, making marriage work, if you like to cook, cook, if you like to clean, clean, don't start. Now, this is another thing I will say, don't yeah. start something. You're not going to finish. Women have a tendency of when they start dating a man, or when they first get married, they start cooking every single night. They're washing all the clothes. They're doing all the cleaning. They're they're doing that typical what you see on the Brady Bunch, right? <laughs> they're doing all those things that a woman's supposed to do. And then um, then after a year, after a year, the woman is like, "Well, why don't you help out?"
1: Right now, I got a problem.
2: And the man is thinking, "Well, you've always right. said it. I didn't know it was an <laughs> issue. So don't start something you're not going to finish." Same thing with 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 your with your child. A newly mom, if you want him to help, you you better start that in the beginning. That means he's equally changing diapers. He's equally taking care of them. Everything should be where you're both involved. That way, it is a marriage and not lopsided. And one person feels like they're not appreciated or they're overused. Or, you know, women put themselves sometimes in those predicaments where they start out doing everything. And then they're upset when the husband doesn't do anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And the man
1: does the same thing because there's so much pressure on him because I'm supposed to be head of the household. You know, I'm supposed to bear all the problems in all the situations, which whether I can handle them or not, that's what it says a man's supposed to do.
2: So then you, you put all this pressure on yourself. That's not even right. necessary. Absolutely. And I always encourage people
0: never make assumptions. And when you start to feel tense and you start to feel that friction, Have a conversation with your mate versus internalizing everything and allowing that to fester. Um, Another thing I'll say, wise words from my mom again and my dad, Mm -hmm. never let the sun go down on your wrath because when you don't address and fix a problem, it's going to fester and fester and fester. And before you know it, you're going to have all this animosity and resentment. And then you're going to hit that point where the balloon is, you know, maxed out and it pops. And you're going to pop on that other, um, person in the relationship and it's not fair to that individual if you didn't open your mouth and communicate effectively and just have a conversation to understand what the root cause was and how to get over that hurdle together
2: so what we say um being married 31 years is that sometimes you may get into uh arguments or situations or disagreements and we need a moment to kind of calm down because sometimes, even though you're communicating, the other person may not be receiving it. They're, 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 they're in that mindset that we're arguing, so I can't receive what you're saying in a very calm and neutral manner. So sometimes we need to separate, take corners, take minute, take take some time to actually calm down and think about it in a rational way and then come back and communicate, but don't just, like you said, let it fester. We do have to communicate, but sometimes there's issues where that are very sensitive or touching to one person or the other. And now we're arguing because we can't come to a consensus. The thing is that like anything, let's um, let the tension die down. Mm -hmm. Let the feelings we have to communicate without the emotions involved. We have to be able to communicate where we're calm and we can receive what the other person is saying instead of just trying to get our point across and be heard. So when we can communicate effectively, it's not just communicating, but learning to communicate effectively. That's the key. How can I hear and receive and understand your feelings in this situation, and how can I be heard and you hear, receive and respect my feelings in this situation, and then we can collectively agree to maybe even disagree, but come up with something that we both feel is suitable for that conversation. We have to deal, we can't sweep issues under the rug, we have to deal with them, but we have to deal with them effectively and without tensions high. Tensions, you know, high right. and rolling or, you know, people are, their feelings are involved. So, and we have to be careful what we say, especially when our feelings are involved. Sometimes we have a tendency to say things that we don't want to say mm-hmm. because we're hurt. You know, you're gonna, you hurt me, I'm going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. And that's just natural. We're human, right? And sometimes the human part of us take over and we say things or do things that we don't really mean or we don't want to say. Or even if we feel, even if we feel it and we feel like it's right. Sometimes we shouldn't say everything we, we think right that everything
1: we that comes up in your head. You shouldn't say
2: if you're hurt, if right. you're hurt. Right? right. Well, you did this and your parents did that and so your I'm... relatives do this. So we have to make sure that when we're when we're having conversations, we're both being hurt. We're calm. You know, Jason and I, we have uh, over the years, you know, we've taken several courses. We're part of we're, we're the presidents of our married ministry. And so we've learned to do different have different tools and techniques that help us. To communicate effectively you know jason and i we do a love talk so when when i feel as though i'm not being heard because Mm -hmm. sometimes um if, if you're having the same issue that person automatically puts on their defenses right right so as soon as i bring up something He's defensive. so I'm he like, hey, I thought react. we dealt with
1: this. I thought, I thought this was over with. I mean, like, why are we talking about this again? So we have
2: to be able to come to one another and say, hey, let's have a love talk. I need to be heard and expressed without you. You know, I just need you to listen. Right. I don't want you to respond. I don't want you to feel like I'm attacking you. But we have to be able to communicate where, you know, where you're actually hearing what I'm saying. And then it's your turn to talk. Well, I can actually hear how you're feeling about the whole thing.
1: So but just it, learning about but things it, that
2: actually help us.
1: Yeah, but at, at that time, I'm just listening. I'm in listening mode only. So I'm just receiving, making sure I understand and and just making sure, hey, what you're saying is this. And, and, And I'm repeating it back so I can make sure I understand. And when I do that, it's like, oh, yeah, we didn't resolve this because I had a different outlook than what she's giving me now. So it helps us to kind of work through those type of issues, but you have to be still, you have to listen, and then you have to work on the situation.
2: Lots of times people say, you know, um, you know, communication is key, but the thing is that you have to know what is communication. Right, we're communicating through our actions, we're communicating through our words, we're communicating through our body language. If you're upset, you don't have to say a single word. I'm guaranteed your husband knows when you're upset, right? <laughs> right, so commu- we have to under, and, and we're commu- we're, and that's we're communication. actually intentionally communicating that so they know, mm-hmm. right? I'm not happy about something, but we also have to understand men and women deal with situations differently. So if I'm upset, I want him to. to say, well, what's bothering you? Let's talk about it. But in his eyes, as a male, he may say, uh-oh, oh, she's upset.
1: Yep, going the other way. I'm going the other way. I right. don't want
2: any, any parts of it. But as a woman, we're looking like, well, wait a minute. I'm upset. Don't you see I'm upset? Right. Don't you want to know why I'm upset? Don't you want to help me? Don't you want to be happy? Don't you want to resolve this? So mm-hmm. we have to know what communication is. We can't, communication and intimacy, and there's all these buzzwords, but they're so vague. So we help to really break down what is communication? Right. What are the different types of communication? What is intimacy? What are the different types of intimacy? How do you define intimacy? How do I define intimacy? What, is, what do you look for in marriage that makes you happy? What do I look for in marriage that makes me happy, right? So part of us is our goal is to really impact couples all over the world in understanding what makes us happy, what makes us fall in love again, not only the first time, but again and again and again, today, tomorrow, next year, next week, our entire lives, because it's possible. But we don't know about that because we don't, we don't talk about it in the world. Mm, and I'm so glad that we
0: brought this conversation to the forefront, because I know that it's going to help people who are just starting off in marriage, who may be seasoned in marriage, or who may have hit that plateau, and they need to reignite that spark to get their um, marriage back on the railroad tracks, and keep on trucking along. Yeah. And man, I can't believe 30 minutes has flown by so fast.
2: <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> I'm over here just
0: proving. Uh, <laughs> So listeners, viewers, holla at me if you want Jason and Tina to come back for a part two, because I know I do, (laughs) because I could definitely learn uh, from a millennial perspective and from y'all's perspective. And you see how we're taking two different generations and we're merging them together to talk about a prevalent topic such as marriage, which is vital because everyone is, well, I can't say everyone because there are some people who are anti marriage people. But where everyone they, is in a relationship. Right. Yes. Everyone is in, in a relationship.
2: relationship.
0: And so, I think, go ahead. <laughs> No, and I think everyone could benefit from this. And I, my hope is that people actually learn something from this segment and then they begin to do the work by their actions and hold each other accountable. So they could really love each other in a way that is conducive for both parties to really bring in that comp- that um, side of the relationship that complements each other and not be in competition with one another.
2: Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Well, we thank you for having us. Yesterday, yes, time flies. I having, we really been having having fun. fun. Yes. And, and we and we have so because thirty-one years of marriage, and then the, the, what 2 four, I don't know the however many years we dated and we're friends. So yeah. there's a a lot of knowledge and wisdom, and we were just really blessed to get it right the first time.
1: Yeah, that's what I always say. Yeah, we yeah. got. I picked the right person at the right time, and here we are, thirty-one years later. Um, but it was still work. I still had to show her that I loved her. I still had to show her um, that I loved her when she wasn't so lovable. She had to show me when I wasn't lovable. Right. That's when you know you really love Calling someone. Calling
2: people out on their stuff. Right. Right.
1: <laughs> like you
2: said, holding each other accountable and right. the other person being big enough to say, you know what? You you're right. right.
1: Yeah. You're not right? against me. You for me. So I and have to not, take that. Yeah,
2: it's not a win or lose. We have to stop looking at I have one. You have zero. Yeah. I have four. You have six. You know, it's not a win or lose when one of us loses, we all, all lose. lose. Right. Yeah. But when one of when we win together, oh, then we have yeah. won the war. Yeah. It's not just a battle. We've won the war. So, um, just, t- just redefining what marriage is or even just getting that definition out there relationships, Chips. because like I said, we have relationships with everyone and if we can't get relationships, right. <laughs> With the people that we're not married to, how do we expect to get the relationship right when we are married to someone so just absolutely yes understanding that so when your child comes you're going to have a relationship with that little being. so you have to be able Mm -hmm. to know hey what am I conveying to this little person about relationships right Mm -hmm. absolutely
0: because her relationship with mommy is going to be totally different than her relationship with daddy and that's okay and I can't be upset and he can't be upset because each one of us is nurturing and loving her in our own way and as we wind down Jason and Tina I want you to leave the listeners and viewers with your call to action for this segment and then plug your website and where you primarily hang out on social media
1: all right. Sounds good. All right. So we hang out at uh, Facebook and Instagram at Legendary Relationship. You can find us there. Uh, we have a Facebook group, which is uh, Marriage Boss. Um, we talk about relationship stuff, obviously, where we can cultivate and, and, and grow um, relationships. Um, so you can find us at our website at LegendaryRelationship.com. On there, we have a website, um, a, a we quiz. Books, yeah, we yeah. have quiz, books, stuff like that. So All
2: good stuff for people to strengthen their relationships. and Right, marriages.
1: right. So you have a quiz. You can take the quiz, and you can kind of find out where you're at, and if you need some little adjustments, and then we can help you with that. We can, we can, we can maybe look at it and say hey maybe you need to look at this maybe you need to start talking about this so it's hard to look at the label if you inside the jar so we just outside just kind of just navigating and helping people out right about the relationship all you need sometimes just a little tweak
2: um so I get i'll get
1: you going in the right direction
2: and i would say the call to action is that um we have to take our relationships and our marriages off cruise control and so part of that is tapping into not being afraid to tap into the the resources that are out there and we are one of the resources right if we don't discuss these things then how can we know how we're going to navigate them it's just like if you want to elevate and right, you want to make more money, you want to elevate in your career, you go back to school, you learn, you read, you get you obtain knowledge. And so the call to action is get the knowledge that you need to make your relationships, relationships successful, all those S's, yep. your relationships successful. And so um, listen to our podcast, which is, we say I do when we get married, but we are for any relationship, but we say loving beyond the I do. So listen to our podcast, listen to our guests, listen to people who are uh, dealing with health, dealing with um, mental illness, dealing with past hurts. So get the tools and the techniques that you need to be successful in your relationship. So that's the call to action. We, we hang out at, uh, well, we have our, our uh, social media is Legendary Relationship.
1: Mm-hmm. On so, Instagram and Facebook. And
2: Instagram and Facebook. Yep. So. And there you
0: have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. Once again, I'm the founder, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, and my lovely guests were Jason and Tina Marie. All of their contact information will be in the show notes. Make sure you subscribe and share this segment with anyone that you know that's in a relationship. We're on 40 plus platforms. Also, follow us over at YouTube, which is at GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp for all things video content. content and lastly but not least we are looking for brand sponsors and ambassadors you can have your products and services heard right here on this platform where we are ranked in the top three percent globally per www.listennotes.com and that's in the top three percent out of 2.8 million podcasts so until next time peace Love and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day and go do the work to make sure you have a long lasting, sustainable marriage. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform as well as our YouTube channel. Your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.